Welcome to MSTAR students. We are glad you are joining for today's message. For more information about the ministry, visit our Instagram page and search MSTAR students. Now here's today's message. How's everyone doing? Hi. Hi. Eric, thanks. You wanted to say hello to anybody that didn't Hey guys, how's everyone online? Hope you guys glad that you guys are joining us. So I'm grabbing the mic here. Welcome from YouTube. If you guys are watching and um, anyone else who's not here tonight will be able to watch it on Instagram tomorrow and on audio as well. We have everybody here say hello. Yeah, everyone say hello. There you go. One more time. Come on. There we go. Awesome. So, before we get started, how's everyone been during this time? Fantastic. Yeah. I know it's been a crazy... When was the last time we actually gathered together in person? March? March. Yeah. Three, three, like three months ago, man. I think at that time we were getting ready for a youth convention and, and saving up for the big give in that. Um, if you don't remember, we did not just hit our goal, but exceed our goal for the big give. I think we gave over $4,000 for our well to be built in Tanzania. So good job to you guys. Yeah, round of applause and snaps. So... Uh, well, as Lydia said, we are going to have an awesome message for the first time in forever. <laughs> um, we're going to continue our series here in the book of Mark. Uh, we're going to conclude here uh, in the Mar- Mark chapter 6. Uh, I'm going to read here from verses 45 to 56. So if you have your Bible or your Bible app on you, I encourage you to uh, turn to Mark chapter 6, verses 45 to 56. I'm going to read them out. We're going to pray and uh, uh, see what uh, God has for us today. So immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking to the sea, they thought it was a ghost, and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but, about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him and ran about the whole region and began to bring the sick people on the beds to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he came, in the villages, cities, or countrysides, they laid the sick in the marketplace and implored them that, the, that they might touch even the fringe of his garment. And as many and as many as touched, it were made well. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you uh, for this evening, Lord. I thank you that we have the opportunity to regather uh, on full cylinders, Lord God, both here in person and online, Lord. I thank you for everyone that is joining us today, Lord. As we read through these scriptures, Lord, I pray that we are reminded of your glory. Holy Spirit, I I ask for uh, your guidance and your wisdom speaking through this message today, Lord. 
I pray against my fears and anxieties that I, I am feeling right now, Lord God. I pray that you just take hold of my mouth, Lord, and may your words and not mine ring true. And I pray for everyone that's listening to this, Lord. I pray that they have ears to hear and hearts that are open to receive your message today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So, when we read these 10 verses, or 11 verses, I should say, it's very easy to skim by and see the compassion and mercy and love of Jesus Christ. When we read these, these verses, uh, it's very easy to miss the fact that God is with us in the midst of storms. And it's very easy to miss how we are to worship and exalt the glory of Jesus Christ. And so there are just three talking points I I want us to quickly take from tonight's message. And the first one is that Jesus prays for us. First thing is that Jesus prays for us. If you notice in the text from Mark, before Jesus was with the rest of the people, with his disciples, what did he do? He sent them out, right? He sent them out to the sea. They were getting ready to go. He dismissed the 5,000, or if you count women and children, probably close to 10 to 15,000 people that he fed after the miracle of feeding 5,000. He dismissed them all, and what did Jesus do afterwards? He went to a mountainside and he prayed, right? And now we may not necessarily know the exact words that Jesus prayed, but there were two things that we can infer that he was praying for. Number one was his strength to continue. Jesus was praying for his strength to continue because if you remember back in uh, Mark 6, verses 30 to 32, uh, him and the disciples, after going out and preaching the message, were going to go to a desolate place and rest. And what happened? The people followed him, right? And so they didn't have that opportunity to rest. And so he was taking time to strengthen and rest. But the other thing that we see here was that Jesus was watching the disciples and praying for them. And you may be asking, well, does Jesus pray for us today? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes, that Jesus does pray for us. Prayer is the act of communicating with God. And we read many times when Jesus got alone and prayed to the Father, but there are a few times we actually know what he was praying about. In Luke chapter 2, verse 32 Jesus tells Peter he is praying for his faith. John 17, known as the high priestly prayer, Jesus is praying for those who and will believe and follow him. Check out verse 9 in John 17. It says this. This is Jesus, what he's saying. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. As our greatest high priest, as our great high priest, as Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says, we can have confidence in knowing today that Jesus Christ is praying for us if we belong to him. This is a sidebar. I don't know who, who drove here, but it looks like someone's lights are on. No, there's someone. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. So the first point is that Jesus prays for us. Second point we're here to make is that we can... Know, take from these scriptures is that Jesus confirms his deity. Jesus confirms his deity as the son of God. While Jesus was praying on the mountain, he was seeing what was about to transpire. He saw the people, his disciples, get in a boat and cross 
uh, over on the lake. And now some people are actually skeptical, skeptical if Jesus actually walked on water. Some actually debate and say, well, you know what? The, the disciples didn't really get out that far, and Jesus looked like he was walking on water because they were close to shore, and he was stepping on mud, and that's what allowed him to stay afloat. I, my response would be, they were probably pretty bad fishermen then. Because if it took them nine hours to pack everything and only get somewhat off the shore, they're not very good fishermen, and I would not want to get in a boat with them. Right? <laughs> like, um, so... To claim that Jesus never walked on water is an attack on the deity of Christ. To claim that Jesus Christ never walked on water is to attack his deity. Psalm 77, 19 actually reads the following. Your ways, your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. And regarding Israel's Savior, the prophet Isaiah wrote this as well. When you pass through the waters... I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. And that's from Isaiah 43, 2. And so by, confirming, by walking on water, Jesus confirmed that he was the great I am. Jesus confirmed that he was the great I am that was echoed in the burning bush when Moses had an encounter with God and Moses was asking, well, what am I supposed to say when the people said, who sent me? And God's response says, tell them the great I am or the I am has sent you. And so in the midst of that, Jesus was showing the disciples, and I hope some of you tonight, that Jesus was God in flesh. And so while in the midst of their storm, and he came to rescue them, he's, doing, he's going to do the same thing for you tonight. He saw them in the midst of their storm, and he went to rescue them. How, let's just be honest here for a sec, because I think we can be transparent. Who, who's, who's here, who has the courage to say, the last three months have been a little tough? Huh? How many of you felt like, you've isolated yourself a lot. In isolation, how many of you have had to deal with like fear of abandonment that all of your friends maybe forgot about you? Maybe you've had some struggles at home. I, I don't know what else may have inspired. But I'll, I want to tell you that in this situation, whether it was with COVID-19, whether it's with the racial tension that we're seeing now, or any personal issues that you had, or struggles, I should say, God was in the midst of that storm, and he's still there today, and he's here to help you through this storm. Reminds me of a story, um, one thing I, I want to I talk about when it comes to this, before this story. While some of us may be struggling with these um, issues, you may have been, been trying to do it on your own. I don't know about you, but I can be very prideful. Um, maybe it's because I'm a guy. I don't know. Girls are just like, ah, help me with everything. And guys are like, no, we're going to prove our manliness. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But I'm, pre I'm pretty prideful when it comes to wanting my um, problems to be solved. I'll say I can figure it out and I can do it on my own. And it reminds me of a story um, about this guy 
in the midst of a hurricane, his, his town was flooding, right? And so he's in his house, and he sees what's going on, and he says a prayer, and he says, God, help me. And so a few moments pass by, and a boat comes by, and, and this guy comes and says, hey, I'm here to save you. And what does the guy say? No, no, I'm okay. I prayed to God. We'll be fine. Um, man, I hope our neighbors can hear. <laughs> Sarah, if you can hear me, hi. Um, that, Sarah's my sister. Anyways. Um, so the guy says, no, I prayed to God. Um, I'll be fine. Don't worry. Go ahead. And so the water continues to rise. And, and now he's on the roof. And he's like, God, if you can, I believe that you can save me. If you can just save me now. And so a helicopter comes by. And this guy who's ever driving the helicopter saying, hey, we're here to save you. If you don't get in, you're going to die. And the guy goes, no, I'm good. I'm good. I prayed to God. He's going to save me. The guy ended up dying. And so, hold on one sec. And so the guy goes to heaven. And he's having a conversation with God. He's like, God, I don't understand. I prayed to you to come save me. What what happened? And God's like, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. What more do you want? (laughs) And I share that story because sometimes we can be like that in the midst of our storms. We can be in the midst of our storms and with the, the, the flood waters of maybe the sins that we're struggling with or, or maybe the hurts, habits, and hang-ups that we're dealing with are, are starting to get to a point where we're about to drown and we're still swimming here or flowing our hands and saying, God, I've got this. God, I can do this on my own. And when in reality, the only Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me remind you of this from Proverbs 16:18. It says that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. The last thing I want to see you guys happen is, is drown in a habitual sin, drown in your hurts, habits, or hang-ups. I encourage you, if you are struggling with anything, first and foremost, seek God for it. And then secondly, you know you have leaders here that can uh, walk you through that. And the third thing that we see here is worshiping the glory of Jesus Christ. In this text, there is the worshiping of the glory of Jesus Christ. Matthew, Mark, and John are writers of three of the four Gospels. So we're in Mark right now. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, there's four. Matthew, Mark, and John wrote about this event. Okay? And Mark mentions, as we read, that the apostles were utterly astounded. John mentions that the apostles were glad to take him into the boat. And Matthew said to those in the, said those in the boat began to worship him. And, and in all three of these accounts, Jesus was exalted and worshipped in the boat. Now, with this story, so remember John Mark, the author of this book that we're going through right now? Do you guys remember in the beginning that I said he actually wrote this story for Peter? Most historians believe that Peter said, hey, I want you to dictate. And so some Peter say, oh, this is from Peter's perspective as well. In Matthew, they talk about Peter walking on water. If you were to read that ch- this chapter on it, it talks about Matt- or Peter walking on water. But Peter leaves that out, and we're going to get to that for a minute. Now, how many of you, let, let's be honest, we've, we've heard many... Pastors and preachers here, or maybe you haven't, maybe this is your first time here. 
And we've all heard the story about Peter walking on water, and everyone says with a, with a joyful heart, you got to be like Peter. you got to get out of the boat and have faith, and everyone else in the boat is just a bunch of losers. <laughs> and, and they make it sound so good that like your life is supposed to reflect Peter's, and that Peter's the hero and you are too. Can I just tell you that's a bunch of baloney? No, no, don't get me wrong. Yes, we need to get out of the comfort of our boats, meaning the comfort of our lives. We do have to have faith at times. But our, job, our call as Christians is not to reflect Peter. Our call as Christians is to reflect Jesus Christ. And the only hero of this story, the only hero of this book is Jesus Christ. You're not the hero in the Bible. I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. Because here's what Peter, Peter himself said this in Matthew. He said in Matthew 14.30, as Peter is sinking, as Peter is sinking, he yells, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Is that our attitude? Is that our attitude at times when, when, when things are going tough? Do we look to God and say, God, save me? Or do we say, God, how could you? God, how could you allow this to happen? I want to close with this. Um, I know it's been a while, and you guys have done a lot of watching online, but do you guys remember chapter 5 when Jesus healed the guy who was demon-possessed? Yep. Do you remember that? Do you guys remember what happened towards the end of that event? Vincent? Okay, so what happened after that? Do you remember after that? Thighs? Okay, and after that, Madden? The people told him to go away. Okay, we're getting closer. And the other thing that happened after that, you're so close. Everyone is so close. What did he tell the guy who was, or what did, let me first say this. What did the guy say to Jesus after he was healed? Close. Bowden? They're grateful. He's great. Okay, sorry. Yep, go ahead. Uh, did he want to go with them? Yes, he wanted to go with them. He wanted to go with him. And, and what did, okay, bonus question. What did Jesus say to the guy? No. Yeah, he said no. He said no. What, so, but why did he say no? Bonus question for the bonus question. Why did he say no? You guys are good. You guys have been watching these lessons. This is encouraging. <laughs> I haven't decided yet what they get. Tristan? Or Adrian? I guess he wants to stay like where he is, but he didn't want to go for no reason. Okay, somewhat. Didn't, like, believe in God. Somewhat there. Matt, I think I saw your hand up next. I think he wanted him to do some stuff like in his own house. Yes, yes. He wanted to, to proclaim what happened to him at the end of chapter 5. Here at the end of chapter 6. We're back in that same town. And as you guys were putting the puzzle pieces together, the people rejected Jesus the first time. They were afraid of him. They wanted him to go away. And the guy who was healed wanted to go with Jesus. And Jesus said, no, go proclaim what has happened. Share your testimony. And because the guy shared his testimony for what Christ has done, the people of this town are welcoming Christ. Yeah. All right. 
here's the point. Here's my point. In Colossians 1, 15 through 16, it reads as follows. He is the image of the invisible God, he being Jesus, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. So everything that is going on is for the glory of Jesus Christ. The people didn't flock to the guy. He stayed in his town. They weren't like, oh, you help us, you help us, you help us. They flocked to Jesus. And they believed in him. And if you remember a little back further, think of the two opposites. He went to his hometown, and his hometown rejected him. He went to a group of Gentiles who the Jewish people didn't really associate with during that time, and they loved him. We need to recognize, it looks like they're playing, um, yeah, something, I don't know. Um, we, we need to recognize that it's not about us. And when we share our testimonies, when we're going through the scriptures, we need to look at it in a lens of how is this glorifying Christ? How are the scriptures about Christ? Because here's the thing, when G- Jesus created all things, Jesus, ex- Jesus existed before he was born into the earth. And I don't have the time to go into that theology. It would take five hours. And maybe some of you would hate me afterwards. I don't know. (laughs) Because it would be so confusing. Anyways. Jesus existed before creation. He then came into the earth. He came into his own creation to reveal God as flesh. And the final thing is with that, my hope and prayer is that we can recognize and joyfully worship the authority of Jesus Christ because He has overcome the world. He is the only Savior to overcome any struggle, any sin, any hurt or habit that you are dealing with right now. There is no one but Jesus that can save you. Father God, I thank You for everyone that is here tonight, Lord God. Father, may we as believers in Christ, first and foremost, have confidence in, in knowing that you are praying for us right now. You, you have interceded for us, Lord. You paid the price for us. You redeemed us by the works on the cross, Lord Jesus. And Father, I, I pray for all of us in here who, if we're honest with ourselves, It's very easy to say on the outside, everything is going great, but on the inside, we're struggling. Father, I pray that we are able to bring, bring down our pride and confess any sins or struggles that we've been trying to deal with on our own. And I pray that we can come to you, and I pray that we can come to brothers and sisters, as scriptures talk about, to confess what is going on and allow those that we trust to come alongside and walk through that situation. But Father God, in everything that happens, in all of our testimonies, in all the the situations that are going on, may we continually seek you and may we give you all glory and honor, not point at ourselves and not try to manufacture ourselves being the hero, but always pointing back to you and telling and proclaiming to everyone 
that you, Jesus Christ, are the hero. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you're encouraged and equipped by this message. For more messages like these, download the Spotify app and search MSTAR Students Ministry. Have a great week, and we hope you join us again.